Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> I'm Ben Farmer, and I'm a cinephile. <laughs> Wait, why are you saying it like that? Why You're not? Like, wow. Stop asking why. Hey, start asking start why not. Start saying yes, man. Just that me. is not Groundlings of that You. That was not very Groundlings of You, Megan. I'm Megan Carver, and I'm a cine newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them, too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. God, feels like our 18th episode of season four. Is it actually four? our 18th episode of season four? It's either four. the 17th or the 18th. How are you, Ben? I'm good. I don't know how we're going to cut that. Do we want to tell people about the gaff we just had? The what? The, the little gaff we just had. The gaff? About the levels. Oh, are we thought the levels were not fun We'll for cut a all second. this, too. You don't have to cut this. No? No, we it's can say, very well. it's fine. It is This it? is what real life is like. Is it messy? It's messy. It's it's messy and it's and sometimes you can feel a little bit out of it or a little bit like you kind of don't understand what's going on, even though you thought you were doing everything right. <laughs> a lot like today's movie. A lot like today's movie. Yeah. How are you doing? I am well. My shoulder's giving me a little bit of pain yeah, today. Yeah, you've been using the flaxseed pillow a lot. Yeah, I have. I'm 36. And I exercise, so life... Things start falling apart. You know, things start... This is maybe the point in life where I have things taken away from me instead of things given to me. Right. So I'm trying to hold on to every part of Whatever my Whatever you can. <laughs> by hook um, or by crook. Rocket got a haircut today. He's looking dapper. He is uh, asleep behind the computer. So if you hear some snoring, that's, that's not... What it is. That's not either of us snoring from the other one talking. Right. That is our dog. That would be really weird if we were continuing to have a conversation and then just snore intermittently in between right wait so you said you haven't been feeling well or not feeling well but you're a bit sore what do you think is making you sore i mean you know i'm an active guy i'm an active american male what can i say <laughs> it, Let's, it might be my pillow it could be your pillow yes. let's also not detract from the fact that you're training for the marathon again that's true we haven't talked about that i run next week next week next friday how are you feeling about it a little nervous yeah but you know i'm gonna get it done yeah yeah just like you did last time exactly and last time you said you're never we're gonna do it again there's a lot of reasons i'm running the marathon this year we of course have been displaced because of covid right but i also wanted to do something that sort of honors the life in the city that we love and how we lost that pretty suddenly and i wanted to do something that would honor the first responders as well just sort of pay testament to a city that has been very good to me and good mm -hmm. to us mm -hmm. and i wanted to run for all of those reasons and more so. well and like i remember too when you and this is something i can't remember what movie we did <laughs> after you ran the marathon but i remember you said when we recorded that you were like it felt like the entire the entirety of New York City gave me a hug. Yeah, yeah. And it's like New York is going through a lot. Everybody's going through a lot. Correct. We're all dealing with the pandemic. Yep. But I feel like of all the major cities that have been going through shifts and changes, New York, I think, has seen the biggest shift and the biggest change because there's so many people there. And yeah. it's like we we literally can't do what we were doing before. Correct. In any way, shape or form. Yeah. So I think it's just it's a little bit different. And this year was supposed to be the 50th anniversary of the marathon. Oh I had a handful of friends who were training, who were really looking forward to running 
running this year. Not that they can't, but they're not going to get that experience that right. I had last year. I'm really glad I ran last year. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad I'm running this year because, again, for all of those reasons, um, it feels important. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. I'm nervous and excited. Good. Those two things can be true at the I same time. I am going to be all of New York for you. <laughs> I appreciate Me that. and my aunt and her friend Bonnie <laughs> will stay there throughout the day Yay. at the tracks with, with energy gels. And bananas. Great. I've got I've got everything on order, so I'm, I'm prepped. Good. I just have to roll out. I'm going to be spending all my time on a phone. I was actually thinking because afterwards, remember last time you we got you into an ice bath at yep. home. Mm -hmm. You could just jump into like Sunapee. <laughs> I could just go jump in the. You lake. could just go go jump in the lake. <laughs> And Except call it my good. legs will be no good. <laughs> no, just, we'll hold you. We'll put like You'll, floaties on you. I'll tiny Tim my way through the lake. <laughs> right. and try to stay above water. Right. Exactly. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm yep. tired. Uh, today was an incredibly frustrating day. Yeah. It was like, it felt like all tech was against me. Because like, I, I've just started this new job where I'm actually doing a basic script writing class yeah. for students that are uh, in and out of foster care, which is incredible. Like the fact that I get to teach an online class for students that need to have these credits in order to get back into high school, mm -hmm. that's huge. Yeah. And talking about this as an outlet for them to be able to potentially express themselves, if one out of 20 of them finds something useful out of it, that's a massive win. Yeah. So I was recording a video for that, tried to edit it, and there was no sound. Turns out their sound is totally fine in the raw file, but as soon as I put it into freaking iMovie, <laughs> it decides to uh, bite me in the ass. Right. So that was frustrating. I couldn't upload a video to Twitter that I wanted to because I was at Shaw's and there were the horses walking up the highway. That's, <laughs> that's our life. It's New Hampshire, you know. So yeah, it was just a really frustrating day and I remember I got really frustrated. I was like, I'm going to go get a latte. It's going to be decaf though because it's 3 p.m. <laughs> I want to be sure I can sleep because I'm 35 and that's what happens now. But so I went <laughs> and right. I went out and I did that and I came back and I finally was like, you know what? I just need to do yoga. And that's what I should have done the, at the very first time that I got frustrated is I felt so much better. I was able to kind of shake things out. I was able to meditate and Zen and just, man, if you haven't done yoga, you really should give it a shot. Yeah. And there's a, if there's a book you're interested in, no one's asking, but <laughs> here's some unsolicited, here's some advice. unsolicited <laughs> advice. There's a book called stretch by Neil DeGrease Tyson. I don't remember his name. Patrick Harris. No. Breen. No, all of those Neils are wonderful Neil Neils. Diamond. I want to say Neil Ruddick, but that's not right. Neil then Diamond. I'm thinking of Paul Ruddick, and then it's Paul Rudd. And at any rate, I'm just trying to picture Neil Diamond writing a yoga book. It's that sounds great. <laughs> um, hands touching hands. No, you can't touch each other. Reach down, Reaching down. Touch Let's... your toes. <laughs> Downward dog. Everybody. Three-legged dog. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> this is our Neil Diamond Go yoga into book. the crescent moon. Uh, no, it's a book called Stretch, and it's about this guy who works for, he's a writer for Rolling Stones magazine, and he's kind of, He's kind of an intense dude, and he stumbled into yoga, and his writing about his journey in yoga, I think, just normalizes anybody who isn't, like, an like like advanced-level yogi. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's talking... There's one chapter where he talks about how he realized he needs to stop eating dinner before yoga class, because he kept farting all through yoga <laughs> right. class. 
He's like, the best time is when everyone said ohm because no one could hear me. So my gases would fill the room along with all the other ohms and chants. So I'm okay. I, I realize I should have been a bit more a bit more mindful sure. of what was going on and maybe a bit more mindful about, you know, who I was and maybe what I wanted and what I was really feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of similar to someone that we might know in a movie that we recently watched. Is her name Cher? No, that's from Burlesque. Which we are going which... to. <laughs> I'm so excited for that podcast. We keep talking about I it. I know. And too, like, to give props to that podcast, Thicket and Thistle, I just listened to their Bedknobs and Broomsticks episode. And Greatest Showman. And Greatest Showman episode. It's yeah. a good podcast. <laughs> if you enjoy movie musicals, you will enjoy their the show. The fact that they prefer Disney animated animals to computerized CGI Greatest Showman animals. That's all I need to know. <laughs> We're all best you need friends. To know. Exactly. We're best friends now. <laughs> but, but we should also say that it's been a very busy week we've been very fortunate to have uh some acting work that we've been able to do remotely right which is really a picture of that oh yeah you were asleep oh no (laughs) you wait you posted a picture of me asleep yeah because you were passed out on the couch it was after we had finished the second day and i did a selfie that was like this is i didn't take a picture of you while you were asleep in our bed i see well no it wasn't with your consent because but you were on the couch not on the bed okay so it's different it's funny clothes on it's endearing yes Okay. close on God. <laughs> at any rate yes it's been a busy week yeah. we've had a lot going on oh are you you don't have anything let's just say i'm clueless yeah <laughs> speaking of being clueless we, we watched, watched clueless. clueless a la 1995 oh my god wow megan's first time my first time watching this movie when was the first time you watched this movie so it came out in 1995 which means it probably hit video 96 mm-hmm so I would have been 11 or 12. And when I saw this, my older sister, Andrea, had rented it for a sleepover she was having. So you crashed her sleepover? No, it wasn't me crashing the <laughs> sleepover. We only had one TV at the time. Right. We weren't like hoity-toity rich millennials yet, you know. Oh, okay. Because now my parents have a TV in their bedroom and we have the flat screen downstairs. Oh, I see, anyway, I see, I see. So we had the one TV and we had mm-hmm. the one VCR, so... Oh, VCR. All the girls crashed down into the living room and put on Clueless. Joined in. And I was like, oh, I'll uh, I'll watch this. Why not? I like movies. Oh my God. And I didn't remember a whole lot of it, but watching this brought back so much and it really made me appreciate I guess the not the innocence of the 90s because the the 90s were far from innocent but maybe compared to now mm-hmm. it felt so much simpler and it maybe did. and maybe it was simpler because we were only teenagers yeah we were only teenagers <laughs> like we didn't have to care about a bunch of stuff that we care about now right but also too it was like I was saying like with the fashion there was oh this fine line between super cool and what the fuck are you <laughs> right. wearing and you could ride that line for as long as you wanted it was like there were no mistakes because if you just flipped it on its head you were a genius right exactly there was really no i i don't even know how to describe the style of the fashion yeah, of it 1995 was, it was eclectic yeah eclectic is the word i would say but so go ahead your your imdb yes clueless came out in 1995 written and directed by amy heckerling starring alicia silverstone as Cher. <laughs> uh stacy dash as her friend dion Brittany murphy rest in peace 
as a uh, Ty, who's everyone's new friend. Paul Rudd, who play- we're going to get into Paul Rudd. We'll get into Paul Rudd. We're going to be getting into Paul Rudd, and I know how that sounds, but we're going to get into Paul <laughs> Rudd. Uh, rounding out the supporting cast, we have Donald Faison, a bunch of great '90s and early millennial staples like Brecken Meyer, Jeremy Sisto, Dan Hedaya. We also have some great character actors like Wallace Shawn from The Princess Bride. He plays Vincini from The Princess Bride. He uh, was so great. Yeah, so it's a really kind of great mix of supporting character actors with this sort of new new age of young actors, mm-hmm. I feel. So, uh, plot point per IMDb, shallow, rich, and socially successful Cher. Is she shallow? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Is she sh- Okay. She starts out shallow. All right. Shallow, rich, and socially successful Cher is at the top of her Beverly Hills High School's pecking scale. Thank Excuse you, Rocket. Excuse you, Rocket. Seeing herself as a matchmaker, Cher first coaxes two teachers into dating each other. Oh. And that's where it ends. Wait, what? I mean, initially she starts coaxing two teachers into dating each that's other. That's not. That's the, not that's at not all. That's not the plot like of the, the first, movie. That's like the first twenty-five minutes. That's like of if a ninety-minute movie. A twenty-five seconds of a three-minute and forty-second song. Right. That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not how it that's ends. Not a very good plot. Oh right my now. god, that's a terrible plot. Okay, <laughs> let me see if I can do a better one. Uh, socialite and daddy's girl share learns uh, makes new friends tries to help others find happiness and in the interim learns a little bit something about herself that she may not have known at the beginning which is that she likes her stepbrother there it is uh, the end. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't I'm just gonna put it out there right now I didn't care for that <laughs> Did it make you It made me so uncomfortable. But here's the thing. Like, let's let's also say that this is based on Emma, which in the story of Emma, they're cousins. Which makes it better? No, cousins is worse. <laughs> so much worse. Cousins is worse. But when I first saw Emma, I didn't think of it like that. I was like, no, they're sure. friends. I right. didn't think they were related. I was like, Gwyneth Paltrow and what's his curly face? They were not related. They is were just Ewan, friends. Isn't Ewan McGregor in that one? No, I don't think Ewan so. Ewan McGregor's not in Emma? Nuh-uh. Really? No. I thought he was. It's a less handsome Ewan McGregor. Is it a less yes. handsome Ewan McGregor? I have but to look I, that yeah, up right but now. so he, so I, I didn't think of it that way. I just thought they were friends. And then seeing this from the outset, you know that that's her stepbrother, and it's never said how long yeah. they were brother and sister for. <laughs> Even though they're not brother and sister, it's stepbrother, stepsister. But you don't really know how long that happened. It really asks the brave, age-old question: Would you rather be a cousnuzzler? Or hot for stepbrother. Right. I don't. And and uh, like, I even remember at one point, she's like, you're not my brother. Like, just to hammer it in. Right. Like, we're not related. Our parents separately, did not that we both came from, had relation at any rate. You're so flustered by this. It made me uncomfortable. Really? So, oh, Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor was in... Emma. He played uh, Frank Churchill. But he didn't play the main person. He was not the main That's person. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I stand corrected and I sit down to continue the podcast. Oh, Alan Cumming played Mr. I, I haven't oh, seen that's I haven't right. seen the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. Speaking of Alan Cumming. <laughs> you should tune in for our burlesque podcast. Um, tune in. Which is coming. So let's start this movie out. So so Cher. Cher. Not the Cher. Not the Cher, but Cher, who is named after a famous singer who now only does infomercials based on what she says, <laughs> is friends with a fantastic black girl that dresses 
I don't understand. She, like, what is it? She makes a joke. She's like, your hat looks like you're the cat in the hat or something. Some Dr. Seuss joke. Yeah, yeah. some Dr. Yeah. Seuss joke. So they go to high school and it's like obvious that they're the popular girls. It's in Beverly Hills. It's so it's Beverly a very Hills. specific like you see, group of people and like you see randomly people like throughout are clearly getting nose nose jobs like right. everyone is getting work done on their face mm-hmm. then turk from scrubs shows up <laughs> as he does as what's her name what's the character's name dion is her friend's name but i forget his name i can't remember turk is fine yeah so he shows up so then they're a thing and then it's made very clear from the start though that Cher does not want a relationship right she's like specifically does not want a relationship with a high schooler because high schoolers are immature. Yeah, you see that in like Breck and Meyer. The whole thing with Jeremy Sisto, like I I thought they were dating, like the way because he sits behind her in class and he keeps like like reaching That's around and I like kissing her on the say. cheek and stuff. I'm like, I oh, must be. I note about that. I thought they were must a couple. be her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't understand why they. I was like, oh, I guess she's got a boyfriend and she didn't tell us about Which it. Which is not the case. Which was not the case. Mm-mm. Um, uh, then it was like all the Walkmans and the phones, <laughs> and then all. Also, too, like we we get introduced to her dad before all this happens. Dan Hedaya, who I don't know how this ugly guy from New Jersey, this ugly (laughs) angry guy from New Jersey, somehow moved to LA, right? Landed this gorgeous, wonderful, like tender-hearted blonde. Mm. And then became like, what What was it, kind of a lawyer was he? He's a litigator. He's a litigator. Yeah, that's yeah. why. So like the arguing kind. Right. So that's all he does. And he encourages her to argue as well because right. we, we have a scene where she's not doing too well in her debate class. Right. And I think she's getting a C plus or something she's like that. She's getting a C. Her friend is getting a C minus. And, and Cher debates her way to getting a higher grade. Well. And her dad applauds her back. So she does that though. <laughs> We're skipping ahead because she does that in the other classes that she didn't do well in. Right. She did it in PE by saying that she felt that men were horrible to appeal to the PE teacher. She did it for, I can't remember if it's like the history teacher who keeps trying to get them to get involved with like peace rallies and stuff. Right, right. So she, but then she can't talk her way into a good grade with the debate teacher. Right, while it's shown. So that's when she decides, oh, I'll set them up. I mean, honestly, that's pretty much the movie. (laughs) It kind of snowballs from there. And then after she realizes how good of a matchmaker she is, she decides to like do this for other people and we yes. and of course we get the object of all of that is Brittany Murphy arriving at school she's she's the fresh yes. blood she's the new girl in town which okay I was gonna ask you about this so she comes in and she's got like plaid on and, and she's, she's also asking for cocaine isn't she's she? asking for cocaine <laughs> she's talking about weed she's like talk and like it sounded like she was coming from a cow town that's what I thought I'm like and I couldn't tell if she was Jersey coming accent? from yeah I couldn't tell if she was coming from the north east or if she was coming from like the valley or something like that. It was so confusing. I didn't know where she came from. So then she becomes like the next project where it's like, oh, we're going to make her into a popular girl. So do you think and maybe this is what I tried to clarify if you think she's shallow because she's not stupid. I don't think she's portrayed as someone who's not book smart because she uses a lot of very complicated words in the way she talks. Even if she mispronounces them. Even if she mispronounces them. Even if she's like, okay, so she she has like all of these weird sort Hitations of... Hitations or whatever it was? Yeah. About oh my the God. I've, I actually have some trivia about that. Okay. But 
I don't know if she's stupid because she's she seems smart enough, but she's also like going out of the way to like better people's lives to make herself feel better in a way. But her mom died at an early age and she's like taking care of her dad and making sure he, he drinks his orange juice and isn't eating red meat. Here's what I would say is that I was confused. she is select. She, it's, this is like, <laughs> how do I say this? I want to say this nicely because I think you're right. She's a good person. Yes. She is a good heart. I agree. And she is smart. She's clever as well. I think that she's also prone to being aloof and I don't think that she intends to be. I think that she gets so excited and so focused on what's in front of her that like for example when she's doing the driving test and doesn't notice the biker <laughs> that she she doesn't have much mindful awareness outside of herself. So she's kind of got blinders on. I think she has bit blinders on and I think actually maybe that's what the point is of the movie is that she expands her blinders to encompass other people who might need help. Sure. And instead of just focusing on what she can do for herself, get good grades, look pretty, it's the amazing old Shut. school computer. Oh my god, the computer that the picks computer out her outfit. that picks out her outfit. And this is pre-internet because this was 95. Oh my God. I don't think Windows 95 had even come out then. No, and she's like tapping on the screen. I'm thinking, wait a minute, they didn't do that. <laughs> but at any rate, so she's got this amazing, oh my God. So she expands from, I want to look pretty and I want to do good to, well, I want to help others and help them feel good. And then once she's expanded to that point, then I think there's a bit of a betrayal realizing that not everybody will take good deeds the right way. Sure. And then she actually turns inward from there. So it's like almost this continual thing I think we all go through, which is I'm getting so deep into this and I was <laughs> really, not planning it really on this. Is. But it's like you focus on yourself and you focus on what you need. And then you have the bandwidth to focus on others and help them out. And then you might get stretched too thin or get wounded. And then you have to start all over again. Okay. And come back okay. to yourself. Yeah. That's my thought. I and get that. I that's Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I feel like to me, she was a pretty complicated character. Like she, she there's a lot of history there. There's a lot to unpack. The movie itself is very self-aware in yes. the sense that she is narrating the entire thing, essentially. Right. So you have like her commentary on what's happening in yes. real time. So it's not like it's a comedy, like some spoof or cheeseball comedy that's that's just doing it for the sake of being funny. It's right. self-aware and it's smart. Right. So here's the thing, though, and this is something that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. So we have, what's her name? T ta Tay Tai to the girl Tay the cowgirl from Jersey. I think What's it's her name? Tay. Tay. It's T. T? It's T A I. No. Molly's shaking her head. No. <laughs> it's Ty. Ty. Oh really? it's my T -A god. Oh, okay. Ty. Okay. Got it. So Ty. <laughs> <laughs> so Ty, uh, they're like, okay, we're going to make her life better. We're going to help her out. So they like wash out all the red of her hair and then they teach her how to put on makeup. They teach her how to dress. And then she sees this guy, this skateboarder guy. Breck like, Meyer. One yeah. that Avril Lavigne would have fallen over her platform <laughs> shoes for. Skater boy. Like, and she was like, oh, he's so sweet and he's so nice. And, and she's like, no, no, no. He's not high enough on the food chain. You can do better than that. Hmm. So it becomes very surface level very quickly so in terms of almost high school class warfare essentially. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like it's a it's a dash of mean girls yeah. in there, I will say. I would say. 
But then it also, too, like, again, she's doing it because she wants other people to, quote unquote, succeed and find the right person, which is mirrored in Emma because she wants to make sure that the right people at the right level of the society match up. Oh, my God. It's weird. It's it's complicated. It's very complicated. For a movie named Clueless, it's very complicated. And I didn't expect it to be that complicated. And maybe it's set in, like, a world that I have, I can't even touch because, again, there were five people in my graduating class to anyone who went to a high school like this you my question for you is was this accurate as far as like yes you were i think you were in middle school when this came out but as far as the personalities are concerned the food chain pecking order whatever is it actually like that is it do you think amy heckerling did a good job about bringing that to life i will say so and again this is something that i don't know if you had this for trivia but amy heckerling also did fast times in ridgemont high yes she did which you did not care for i did not care for i like this much better than that but i think that she does have a very good sense of what it is to be a teenager and what it is to have to deal with the different cliques that you need to manage and i think that was very much represented here and yes i went to a a private high school a college preparatory high school that was very competitive and also too like we had a lot of rich folks like this was a very very rich instead of having nose jobs we were getting our ears candlesticked or whatever (laughs) like instead of like Gucci jackets it was North Face jackets like that's that's what we had because it's in Pacific Northwest sure but yeah, no, you absolutely had like the people that were the elite, that were the popular, and I yeah. was not at the top of the food chain right. by any means. I I feel the same way, and my school, my high school was very small. I think right. there were a total there were forty five high school kids. Yeah, when I graduated, there were three hundred <clears throat> people in my class alone. And if you didn't play basketball or volleyball, there wasn't much else for you to do. Mm. Like hockey didn't come around until yeah, like, that was true. For winter springtime, yeah. We didn't really have a theater program. We had choir. Like, yeah. we were big on choir, but we didn't have a theater program. Right. So anything we wanted to do had to be sort of, like, self-produced. And we yeah. had to find someone who was willing to, like, take the time to teach us or whatever. Right. So I didn't exactly have that big of a pecking order, but yeah. This it was... is tr- but this is true to life, I think. And I think also, too, from what I know from some of the other public schools that, you know, were around the city that I lived in, also very true to that in terms of some of the groups that we didn't have in our school like you know well I shouldn't say that we had them but they were smaller like the burnouts and like the skater yeah, kids and stuff yeah, like that yeah there were fewer of them and I think my school was the one that got the ones that were kicked out of those schools right like we got we got the ones that the parents just didn't know what to do with so like okay so back to this so we have Ty come in yes and they make her pretty and she sings the Mentos song she sings the Mentos commercial I oh we my should, god we should also say that Paul Rudd who is Cher's ex-stepbrother is now living in her house because he is on break from college? So, okay. The Paul Rudd... The the Paul Rudd, and I mean that by the character slash the through line of this character. Yeah. What his communication style is different from literally everybody else in the movie. Yeah. Everybody else talks as if they're a caricature, and he's the only person that talks like a normal human being. I feel like he talks like Paul Rudd. He does. He just is Paul Rudd. He talks the exact (laughs) same way in "I Love You, Man" as he does in "Clueless." I'm just gonna grab some turkey and mayo out of the fridge and eat it on the counter here. That's actually a really good Paul Rudd. (laughs) I'm Paul Rudd. Well, I I think I'm going to be Ant-Man. Yeah. Okay. Brian Fantana. Great. (laughs) 
I don't age at all. I don't all. age. They could have shot this yesterday. They did. <laughs> they did shoot and it yesterday. And he looks exactly the same. Like the only it's difference is, is that maybe he spent a little bit too much time in the sun. That's about it. I don't think he has stepped foot in sunlight. I think he drinks a ton of water. He must lotion like crazy. Like, and like does the man drink alcohol at all? I don't think so. I don't. It doesn't look like I it. I think he lives. Doesn't look like it like a hermit that's how he looks either that or he drinks the essence of babies i imagine paul rudd is very at home in this coronavirus world yes he's he's he's, already he's like indoors great great this is what i do this is what i do i'm gonna play some playstation also to how ty dresses that's how i dressed (laughs) that's absolutely how you dress i i told ben too i was like i had that ear cuff the same way you dressed as amy smart from varsity i did you dressed as ty i did there were there were multiple times that I was like, I wore that shirt. I had that ear cuff. I had that necklace. I used to wear my hair like that. Oh my and God. And Meyer reminded me of like some of my sister's boyfriends growing up. So, okay. So now she's ready to be presented to the world. So yes. they go to a house party, which is a seeing that I'm like, see, this is why I never went to house parties <laughs> ever. Like, I think I went to a total of two house parties in high school and college. I think I did the same. And I'm like, I, I'm like that kid that runs into the bedroom laughing and then calls their mom being like mom they're drinking beer i'm scared can you come to get me i held everybody's car keys that's yeah there you go so they go and i love that we've got the thomas guide yes the thomas guide anybody that is like below the age of 30 will not really know what we're talking about when they're trying to find their way from the palisades into the valley yeah they're (laughs) trying Like, Again, this is like GPS doesn't fucking doesn't exist. Where, no, so we don't great. have that. So and so he's like pointing at the Thomas guy to be like, no, you need to turn left on this street. And so they finally get to the party and everything's happening. And then that's when she wants to go. Ty wants to go hang out with the skater boy. But Shara's like, no. No, Jeremy Sisto. Like, Jeremy Sisto. He's the guy for he's you. He's right for you. Yeah, and yeah. then Jeremy Sisto like decides to go after Cher. Yeah. Which also, Jeremy's sister was so fucking dumb because he was like, hey, send me a picture of that picture you took. I'll put it up in my locker. He did it because she took the picture. Because Cher took the picture, which seemed kind of silly. Like, wouldn't you know that she would think that you were thinking about the person the picture was of in the first place? Maybe he just didn't care or be like why don't you just have a picture of Cher in your locker so they have this insane house party and I love that there are like people throwing up everywhere and Cher is just like dum de dum dum de like she doesn't bother her like it doesn't even touch her that's where I think her being aloof like lends itself to her happiness because she's like oh yeah he's throwing up so I was thinking she's like above it all yeah she and and it's not above it all in a bad way right it's it's like oh it's I acknowledge that that is there and I'm going to move on to the she is more present than most (laughs) people i know yeah in real life yeah it's really admirable what's in front of her it's really admirable yeah so let's see here wait they went to a house party the street thing when people drive in they don't look at the road oh the rolling thing oh that's right rolling with my homies rolling with my (laughs) well they're like doing the dance (laughs) (laughs) iconic moment um, <laughs> on the cassette tape which Brittany Murphy buys oh my god the, uh, yes <laughs> so uh, then we have uh, people drive They oh right so now they're going their separate ways and they have this Californians moment I could not <laughs> 
stop <laughs> laughing at that. Where they're trying to d- decide who needs to drive who, Who's but going I'm going where? here and, and you're going I'm, there. But I'm going on the highway, so I need to go up to Sunset. Right, but, but then you if you're cut... going to be heading south, then why am I going north? <laughs> you could just cut over to Hacienda, go south on the five, and get her to where she needs to go. <laughs> You know, like it's this whole thing it just made me think of the Californians so hard. I'm like, oh, in a city where everybody drives, yeah. this is a thing. This, this is, is a thing. Actually you talk thing. about what streets you take to get to different places. Right. Or if you find like a new shortcut, you oh want to share God. it with everybody. It's a whole thing. Anything to cut your commute time off by five minutes. It's a whole That must be thing. a fucking way of life in California, yes. which is why I don't want to live in California because <laughs> right. I don't want to spend half of my life in my so car. So I had, my friend Daniel Lyman lived in New uh, lived in New York. He lived in LA. Uh, I lived in New York. Yes. He took the bus. Really? He took the bus. And he, he just He biked and took the bus. Uh, what he did is he took the bus and what he would do is take his laptop with him mm. and he would work on the bus. Oh. So the, he would still have like a two hour commute. Yeah, but he got But he got work done. done. Yeah. And then he's like, I actually ended up saving time at the end of the day because I would, you know, just like work on the bus and I would have a shorter time I was at the office because I was just working on the bus. Yeah. If so, I were in my car, I would run out of podcasts. Like, right. the, they're These, just, there isn't enough. Right. It's like being on the subway. Someone else is driving. Someone right. else is taking care of it so you can do other <laughs> exactly. shit. This is like that, but you have Wi-Fi that works the whole time. Oh, yeah. So, Not um, like the New York subway. So then, what's his name? Jerkface. Goes, Jeremy Sisto. Goes after Cher. And yeah. she's like, what? You like me? What? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. And then he gets, although I do have to give him credit because she's like, let me out of the car. Stop it. Leave me alone. Go away. And he's like, fine. He drives off. She's like, wait, where are you going? (laughs) You just said go go away. away. Then she gets mugged in the parking lot. Which I loved. By a hilarious mugger. I loved how she whined about that. Like it wasn't like freaking out. It wasn't screaming. Like give me a phone. Give me a purse. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I loved that. And then he tells her to get down on the ground. And she's like, no, no, no. (laughs) She's like, you can have my phone. You can have my purse. But this dress, like. You cannot. I'm not going to ruin this dress. He's like, just do it. He's like, I will seriously shoot you in the face. Which I will say in a post Me Too world, I thought he was referring to something much more violent than (laughs) that. Right, right. He's like, count to 100. Thank you. (laughs) So then she calls Paul Rudd to come pick her up. And he does. And she's having a rough night. And he's like, oh, but she's sweet. And then she quotes. Hamlet correctly and his beret wearing poetry slam girlfriend doesn't know Hamlet. Right. And that that's sort of my argument for Sharon. Like she's not stupid. Like she knows she knows that Polonius said this above all to thine own self be true and not Hamlet. Right. But she knows it because of Mel Brooks. She kn- no. Not Mel Brooks. <laughs> We're back to this again. Mel Bro- Megan. Mel Brooks did not direct Braveheart. Mel Brooks did not star or direct No, but if Braveheart. he did, though. Mel Brooks did not did. play Martin Riggs. No, but if he did. If he did, though. If he did, though. Mel Brooks' Braveheart. Think about how much better Braveheart <laughs> would be. And Braveheart's good, <laughs> but it'd be so much better. And I actually legitimately appreciated... I I legitimately appreciated the reference to Mel Gibson's Hamlet because I think it's a great film adaptation. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, Franco Zeffirelli directed it. Oh. It, it gets rid of the whole Rosencrantz, uh, not Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, uh, uh, Fortinbras, that whole side story. I have story. no idea what that is. It's like Fortinbras is trying to take over Denmark and there's this whole war happening. It just gets rid of the war completely. So oh. you just focus on Hamlet and his family. It's, really? Yeah, it's fantastic. We oh. should watch it. We should watch it. So then I wrote down pleats in all caps. 
Yes. Oh my God! This is when uh, this is Rick... when Sam Hawkins shows up. Sam, it's not Sam Hawkins. <laughs> no, he looks like oh, what's his name that sings "Never Gonna Give You Up." We're no stranger to love. That guy. What's yeah, his name? Guy. Rick. Rick. So- Rick. Rick. Rick Isley. Isley. Rick Isley. Thank you. Thank you. We should say our friend Molly is here on the podcast. <laughs> we should today. just have her sit. I was really. gonna say like we could edit it out, but I almost I love the little side notes that we're <laughs> right, popping yeah, in and correcting Rick, us. Rick. Um, uh, he looks like Rick Isley. Yes, Rick and he's Isley. wearing pleated khakis, right. and he comes in like James Dean. He does. Yes, straight up like baby boy James Dean. And she is. A smitten kitten. Smitten kitten. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, do you know of any cool parties going on? He has a very high-pitched voice, too. Okay. Hey, (laughs) do you know of any cool parties going on this weekend? (laughs) No. Do you know of any clam bakes? This weekend, and she's didn't like, he say like dollface and shit? Yeah, like that? something like, like that. Hey, dollface, you know any, yeah. you know any clam bakes happening this weekend? And then she's like, my almost ex, My ex stepbrother's friends, <laughs> right, are having a party. Which who is going to that? Who would? I don't know if I would hear that and be like, cool. That sounds like a happening time. Right. I would be like, okay, that's fun for your ex stepbrother's friends. He's like, yeah, cool. He okay. said he says something Neat. Like, like a riff, like a '60s word or something like. That. Yeah, no, and he bothered me because he reminded me of an ex-boyfriend of mine who broke up with me <laughs> who said he's like he wanted to break up and he's like because I was moving to Seattle and he's right. like we need to break up and I was like I don't think so I'm not really attached like I I think it'd be fine if we continue dating he's like I don't know doll I don't know I don't know doll and I'm like you're from anybody got changed for a C note you're from... <laughs> like I got... prohibition was bullshit I was like you need to <laughs> Shut up! Like he, so he bugged me until then. That's, he was, he was a bit more gender fluid than I was fine with that it. Is and amazing. I also wrote down Mandy Patinkin is so concerned. Oh right, because oh, when there was, was that one part? guy at the party who like came up, he's like, "Whoa, are you okay?" I don't remember, <laughs> ah, but it looked like you yelled out, like, "Mandy Patinkin is so like Mandy Patinkin. He did. Um, are you all right? <laughs> I saw you throwing up over there. Uh, so or then, no, she fell down the stairs. Right, that's, that's right. what it was. <laughs> and he was and very then, concerned. And then Rick. Rick is like baby boy faces pissed that they're charging for beer. Yeah. But we should say the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones are playing this concert. What is the one guy that is jumping around stage that is not singing? <laughs> it's like part- not playing an instrument. He's just jumping. He looks like a guy in a suit that got lost. It's like I'm here. telling you right now, <laughs> that is the buster of that situation. <laughs> Whereas like everyone's out there singing and dancing and playing guitar except for Buster. <laughs> He's the, he's the Buster Bluth of the band. He's the Buster Bluth of the band. They just found a suit for him and put him on stage. Hey, brother. Uh, so then I was like, oh, my God, he's gay. Yes. At first I was like, oh, my God, yes, he's bisexual. We have, I was like, yes. I wanted to make reference of people's and characters' sexual identity in this movie. We mm-hmm. have we have the PE teacher. Yes, which I did not appreciate We have that. this character. Yes, were we I don't know if we were brave enough yet in these kinds of movies or if we or if we were willing to broach the issue of either homosexuality for men uh, or or being a lesbian for women. Uh-huh. I don't know if we were quite there yet to like truly identify uh-huh. and be out front about who these characters are, because I don't know if it's ever explicitly said like, oh, the gym teacher's a lesbian. Or this man is gay. No, uh, it is said that he's gay. It is? Okay. Because Turk says it in the car. Remember his riff. Right. But he never says like... I don't I th- think he says he's gay. I he has all these other. I think it's pretty close. Molly's enough. Molly's not in her head. So I okay. think it's pretty close enough. Okay. okay. For him to say, I don't remember what his rant is. 
his he rant okay. is like is like something like you know like judy loving card carrying card friend carrying of dorothy or something yes like that. exactly it's it's, it's this whole enough. thing but the, like the driving scene is like a whole other so scene I'm about. so yes he's gay i guess touching on that i didn't i didn't know if if we i don't think we were as brave as we are 25 years after the fact with being as i don't know if we were as brave as we are now as far as being completely out front with letting these characters sort of breathe and be who they are yeah i feel i i felt like they were like hiding a, these guys a little bit a little bit a but little then bit. i also think that there was also a part of it that like they didn't care it's kind of sure. like the same thing where maybe that it's maybe like that was it yeah. in Shit's creek where it's like oh the discovery that happens oh you're gay or you're whatever mm. the discovery is like oh yeah but there's nothing wrong with it right which is what right. i appreciated very much about Shit's creek and i actually noticed that about this is that it's like oh he's gay okay so then it's like it wasn't a big deal or a disappointment it was like oh i'm stupid for not having recognized that mm. anyways it's <clears> great <throat> that i have a friend now yeah like, yeah okay. that's what i appreciated okay. the recognition was that. a bit of a shock but it wasn't that there was something wrong. well for her especially like right because she's in love with this guy right well in love quote unquote. and they end up having a date right <laughs> where she doesn't i love i also thought so much of mindy kaling when she's like i don't rely on mirrors so she just takes polaroids so she takes because she doesn't rely on mirrors <laughs> and she said you always need to have something baking and she just drops the roll of cookie dough on under the, a pan which i want to know if that works i don't think so i don't think so I either think but i'm always um, like no and then then uh so we have the date and he comes she's over. like playing but, but he brings over like what? He brings over Spartacus. some like it hot and Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> Very masculine and like yeah. homoerotic overtone <laughs> movies. And she like tries playing footsie with him and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, my feet are cold. He's like, oh, here. And he gets puts her a blanket. Pillow. Well, he puts a pillow over her feet. He's yeah. like, there you go. She's like, thanks. And then she like tries to play with her hair. Oh and my God. And rolls off, the, off bed. the bed. I did not see that coming. So I lost my shit at that. Just, that was just so credit. Great. I, I know we'll probably touch on this later, but full credit to Alicia Silverstone for being just oh the my absolute God. center of the universe in this movie. She's just so, she's so fucking good. Like, and she has like, and her physical comedy too, is like <clears throat> Lucille Ball level physical comedy. Yeah, she yeah. really goes just all for it right. and all in, yeah. which I loved. And then... <laughs> And when they're discussing, oh no, he's gay. The freeway scene. Oh my god. Oh, Where I have Turk never... is trying to teach Dion how to drive, but Alicia, but shares in the back trying to describe her date and what went wrong and what did I do and oh all this my kind god. Of stuff. And so and... they accidentally get onto the freeway and like the old people that are giving the finger to them and the giant <laughs> truck that comes behind right. them and the bikers and they're screaming. Everyone is flipping. Oh out. my god! And that's when she realizes, like, oh, maybe I want to be in love because, like, you know, these guys are in love and it's a near death experience, quote unquote. <laughs> that makes you realize that you really want that yeah, so yeah. then i can't remember what happens at that point i said why is this 50 year old talking with a teenager because sometimes <laughs> casting doesn't have options sure oh there... then we have the driver's test yes which i'm sorry before we get into the driver's test can we just take a second to talk about what a i feel like there were so many scenes that were cut of ambular amber What's her name? Amber? Yeah, Who? the girl with the red hair. Because, so, like, she was, like, the, the oh, nemesis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She, I, I was there were almost, so many scenes. I was trying to describe that her. she was, like, you were trying to describe well, her? describe her look. Her whole style. What was it? It was, like, Tim Burton meets Betty Boop meets... <laughs> 
meets the Flintstones. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck her style that was. That sounds right. I'm like, is this a Beverly Hills that thing? Yeah. Right. That okay. sounds very it right. It was very confusing. It was to me. confusing. It was the 90s. We didn't know. What we was didn't going. know. Y2K really was on its way. We had nothing but fear and smiley face buttons. Bill Clinton was in there this balancing the budget. This is all we had. You know. Um, but I think that there were. <laughs> she could have been a really fun nemesis or a really fun like other fun part. And it was just little blips of commentary yeah. that she came in on, and then they made fun of her and she disappeared. And I felt like that was a waste. I felt like there either were scenes that were cut or she didn't need to be there at all. I wasn't quite sure what the there purpose was. There should have was. been a rivalry or there maybe should have something... been a rivalry or there should have been some kind of arc versus just her appearing and disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I even agree. the skater boy had a bit of an arc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, quite a big arc by the end for <laughs> yes. the donations that Very he makes. Very much so. Yeah. Sorry, I have to interject. I yeah. know I wasn't asked to. But if she was not in the movie, we would not have that iconic line about my plastic surgeon told me I can't have balls do anything or balls. Balls are being thrown at my face. My plastic. This is true. This is true. So that's that's true. I don't know. I just felt like it was a waste of a character, and that she could have. There could have been more. Yeah, maybe there was. But so then she does the driving test and she fails. Which the driving test was so great. The driving test, was that after she thought she ruined her dad's case? No. No? No, after the ruined her dad's case is at almost at the end oh, of the movie. Oh, okay, okay. That's like... And what is she so down about, like, taking the driver's test? Why is she, She's so distracted over... She feels like she's lonely. She feels like cause she's just seen this, like, near-death experience happen and these two who are in love... But also Ty even... turns into kind of a bitch. So like, that's what we come to, because Ty shows Created a monster. And she's flirting with Paul Rudd. Which she doesn't care for. Right, and that's when she realizes that she's in love with her. She's half her brother. Okay. So that's, and then that's when she gets down and she's down on herself. But she has to go take her driver's test. Like Brittany Murphy driver's says something happens, very No, driver's cutting? test happens before that. Really? Yeah. Cause she oh. goes to the driver's test, fails okay. the driver's test, okay. comes back. Sees oh, that's them right. Flooding, that's right. And then she's like, look, you're a virgin and you can't even drive. <laughs> Which is and another it's like iconic line. That, and like with tears in her eyes, she was like, that was pretty cruel. Like, <laughs> oh, it was so great. Yeah. It was so, so great. Um, I wrote Complain Rock. Oh, she said something about all these guys listening to Complain Rock and how <laughs> do they dress with these baggy pants and look like they just rolled out of bed, you know, and then that's when she realizes that she's hot for stepbrother. Yep. yep. So at that point, then she doesn't really quite know what to do because she's like, well, I don't know how to be around him now. Like, I'm super awkward now because I realize I like him. Um, I'm, what was it? But crazy in love with him. I love that phrase. <laughs> He's kind of a Baldwin. He is a bit of a Baldwin. And she has the fountain epiphany. That's um, right. So then Ta-da. that's when she, I can't remember, there's a turn somehow where she's like, well, the only way that I'm going to feel better about mm-hmm. myself is if I do good things for other people. Right. So then that's when she decides that she wants to help out with the relief fund or the whatever that thing is for the beach relief fund. Right, right. So she like <laughs> starts bringing in all this desire All these clothing. donations, all these ski- these skis the and skis tennis rackets. And the dad's like, what are you doing? You can't take that there. And she's like, daddy, it was a hurricane. People might have lost their sporting equipment. <laughs> so she does all of that. And that's when we have the arc for the skater boy. You know, he's decided to start a 12-step program <laughs> and is donating his bongs and such. To kitchenwares and right, housewares. Right, to kitchenwares right. and housewares. 
It was that was really sweet. Was I really loved was. his character. Yeah, me too. Like Breckenmeyer is so great. Any anything that Breckenmeyer's in, yeah. like unless he's a raging <laughs> asshole, which I have not seen. He's great in Kate and Leopold. He's really good in both uh, Rat Race and Road Trip. Um, yeah, he's just a sweetheart. Yeah, he's, he's like he, I want he him just, to be my friend. Could fit him in anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in the ring. So, the first one. The ring. The ring. The one yes. with the girl with the long hair? With Naomi Watts. Yes. Rocket. Does not. No. Spoilers. I can't remember the ring. It's been a long time <laughs> since terrifying. I've seen it. I just remember that the horse jumping off of the ferry. That's terrifying. all I remember. Um, uh, that's not true. I remember other uh, stuff. I saw that movie um, in the theater. Oh, so let's not go there. Um, uh, then she's like trying to help out with the case and yeah. she goes to her dad and she's like, I need help. And he's like, well, why don't you help me with the case? And she's like, but there's this boy. And he's like, well, you're gorgeous and amazing. You remind me of your mom. They have a really sweet moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a really good relationship too. Yeah. I feel like even though Dana Day is like, <laughs> I love also the fact that the housekeeper's afraid. Oh my God. That's right. <laughs> she's like constantly running Anytime he starts walking towards her, she screams "Ah!" and starts running. It's like she pays you. Um, He he says all this sweet stuff. So then I think she starts wanting to help him out with his casework. Yeah, which she does. And then she messes. She makes a mistake. This other uh, lawyer on his team starts flipping out at her. And Paul Rudd's like, dude, relax. Can you imagine auditioning for that role? Oh, for mean dick lawyer guy? Mean dick lawyer guy? Oh, yeah. Is that... I'd book that in a heartbeat. Yeah? I would, you think so? That would be so accessible. Like, that, I'm like, that's me. Forget Paul Rudd. That's my role. <laughs> I can't compete with Paul Rudd. I can't. Because he doesn't age. So he could be 15. He could be 35. I look like I'm, I'm his father be at this point. I'm going to be <laughs> with suspense so then that's when so they Cher have starts getting a, down on herself and, right and yeah. so then that's when they share that they care about each other and then he kisses her and i felt insanely uncomfortable <laughs> well it's like yeah yeah um i just i didn't i i know it's like what do you do because it's like that's the thing is that you couldn't do what they did in emma and make them cousins you can't be that'd, a be, way, that'd be way worse yeah. so it's like stepbrother it's like okay well ex-stepbrother i can allow yeah. for the ex-stepbrother yeah. Right. Yeah. I still, it's like, it would be one thing if they said, you know, we were brother and sister for like six months before our parents got divorced. I would just have a flow chart readily available for people just to be like, pull down. Here's the, my family (laughs) history. Here's the timeline. (laughs) There was no crossover. There was no crossover. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But. I always assume there is no crossover. In my mind, it's explained to me, maybe it wasn't, but married to his mom. Right. Okay. Okay, that makes it a little better. I'm still not on board. (laughs) I'm still not on board. I still... I still and I'm I'm okay with it. I'm alright with not being on board. If that's if the rest of the movie I really liked and that's the part I didn't like, like that's like sure, sure. 30 70. I'm fine with yeah. that. But that was and then it's like they have this cute little marriage at the end, which I love the yeah. wedding dress. With the two teachers that, yes. they, that they got together. Right. The and then like the cute flower toss thing and Yeah, and that's that's I think that's the movie. That's, that's pretty it. much it. Yeah. yeah. It it we do have our happy ending and I feel like our characters really uh, come full circle. Yeah. A lot. We're going to hop into some trivia. Let's uh, hop into some trivia. Let's uh, smash that trivia music. Uh, Alicia Silverstone, who plays Cher, actually did not know how to correctly pronounce Haitians <laughs> in the classroom. 
And the director, Amy Heckerling, told the crew not to correct her because she liked it so much and wanted it to be in the movie. Oh. So that is her not knowing how to... <laughs> that makes me very happy. Hadians, Hadians? I think is what she says. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> During the game of suck and blow at the party, the cast was unable to sustain the breath to make a real credit card pass from mouth to mouth. A prop card made of cardboard was substituted. That. Yeah, I noticed that too. I noticed too. that too. I was like, someone's... someone's and still didn't card? work, so holes were drilled into it to make it easier, and when this failed as well, the whole cast's lips were so heavily coated in chapstick to force the card to stick. So not only did they punch holes in the card, they had to lather on la oh, chapstick to their lips in order to get it. Oh my god. Yeah. That's insane. I feel like that's, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like as a singer, I'm like, that's weak sauce. Come I played Suck and Blow once and I ended up kissing a boy. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Paul Rudd auditioned for the roles of Murray, Christian, and Elton. Rudd assumed that the character of Murray was a white teenager trying to act like a rapper. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine that audition? I mean... Like, no, let me let, let me take a crack at it. Like, <laughs> I can do it. Give it to me. I, I can, can do, do this. It. <laughs> uh, Lisa Silverstone did not have to audition for the role as Amy Heckerling wrote it with her in mind. Uh, the film's writers sat in classes in Beverly Hills High to get a flavor for the students. Yeah, uh, that which makes I, a lot of sense. Which I really appreciated. As everyone probably knows by now, plot, characters, themes, and values are all based on Jane Austen's novel of Emma. Yep. Heckerling was asked by Paramount to write a film for teenagers, and she initially remembered the novel as she had read it as a teenager. Aww. While filming, Paul Rudd was mugged and had his backpack stolen, <gasps> and it had the script inside. <gasps> so even back then, that was a risk. Did he whine like that, though? Did he go, oh, <laughs> no. Uh, during the film, there are 53 different kinds of tartan slash plaid used. Yeah, there's a lot of plaid. 53 different kinds. There is a lot kinds. of plaid. Seven of which are worn by Cher and 12 by other major characters. But I feel movie. like it's upscale. Like, it is not It is yeah. not New Hampshire plaid. No. It is Beverly it's Hills plaid. It's not flannel. Plaid. It's not it like hunting not, plaid. It is not, no. No, it's a very different kind uh, of plaid. Megan, would you recommend Clueless? Here's the thing. Ben, I absolutely would. I would recommend Clueless, and I would actually recommend it, like, literally for Probably anybody. Yeah. I think the only thing again that like this the stepbrother thing just bugs me. <laughs> but if you can get past it, it's a really fun movie. Yeah, it is. I can't someone I don't remember someone said that they were like, I stand by the fact that Cher is a feminist and one of the most important feminist figures from the nineties. I a 90s feminist? Specifically a 90s feminist. Right. I would love to hear more about that. Me too. Like, the thing is, is that I can see shades of it. I want some examples from her about that. Okay. So I think that this is actually a movie I would like to watch again. Because I feel like there's stuff that I missed. Sure. And I think that at the same time, though, if you're just looking for a fun movie to watch, all of it is in there. Like, like escapism. Escapism, if you're in your 30s or 40s, nostalgia, yeah. heavy nostalgia. <laughs> Especially now. Really great characters, except yeah. for Ambular or however you name it. It's like a bunch of really, really great characters all fleshed out. Um, and there's so much heart, you know? Like, yeah. even for if you took, like, L from Legally Blonde. I mean, and there would be no Legally Glenda Blonde. There would be no Legally Blonde Wicked. without this movie. No, exactly. Which this is the OG, and yes. so <clears throat> I I think that that it's that is the initial thing. It's like the Dolly Parton song. That's like I might be blonde, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's that's a big part of this. So mm. 
I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What about you? I Yeah, the same. Of course, there was so much that I didn't pick up as an 11-year-old teenage boy. Uh, but watching this now, I, I have such an appreciation not only for uh, the writing and the kind of balls it really took to make a movie like this, I, th- I think is, is very, the tone of it was very true to life. And you can tell that they had done the work as far as the pre-production and wanting to really get the life of these high school students right, but also being self-aware enough to make it like laugh out loud funny. Right. And it also made me appreciate the talent of Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. I can't say that I've seen a ton of movies with her. No, but she's very talented. But she's incredibly talented. And I know that she's still working, which is great. I feel like maybe she fell into some sort of caricature or, or Hollywood pushed her into this specific corner to maybe yeah. where the opportunities dried up a little bit. But it was so great to see her in like her star making turn. Right. As Cher. And yeah, it's it's a privilege to watch her in this movie. And what so. was great, too, is that it's like she yes, she's <clears throat> blonde. Yes, she likes, you know, dressing a certain way. Yes, she can come off as aloof and ditzy. Yeah. But she has a lot of self-worth. And yes. She very much does not is not like an easy lay in any way, shape or form. She takes care of herself and takes care of the people around her. Yeah. And I think that's something that. You don't necessarily associate with a person that looks like her. Yeah, it's if we're true. Going to, if we're going to go stereotypes. Yeah. And so I thought that that was really great that they still held true a little bit to that stereotype to make it funny, mm. but then totally flipped it on its head at the same time. Yeah. I think that's very difficult to do. And she did a great job with that. Yeah. And I credit Amy Heckerling for Absolutely. the direction and the writing for, for balancing this that was a, so well. Big step up from Fast Times. <laughs> it's a totally, it, it's, it was made a decade later. I know, but I still, I out of the two, I would prefer this And one. I'd say it was a little bit, it wasn't as female focused as this is. Um, no. You get more of Jeff Spicoli, you get like. Right. Uh, you get. It's super hyper sexualized as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Which um, I didn't care for. Right. But. Yeah. So that's it. That's Clueless. I don't know. Well, okay. So here's the thing. I have a couple of ideas. Okay. For our Halloween episode. Okay. I'm not sure which one's right yet. So I'm wondering if we put stuff up for a vote Mm -hmm. or what do you think? I think a vote is good. Okay. I'm curious to hear what the movies are. I mean, (laughs) I was thinking about if we're going to have people vote, then I think they should know. I was thinking about Beetlejuice. Okay. Because I haven't seen Beetlejuice. I could have sworn we watched Beetlejuice. I've seen parts of Beetlejuice. Okay. Okay. I was also thinking about, what was the movie? What is it? Death Becomes Her? Yeah. With Meryl Streep. Yeah. Right? Where she like is dead and comes back to life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially. But right. Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis. Yes. Yes. I was also thinking about that one. I think one. that would be a fun one. Those were my two. Are okay. there any that you can think of that are Hollywood themed? I have to say our Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I love that episode. What a great movie. I was thinking that's a horrible um, movie. It's an incredible. I will movie. fight you. <laughs> I will fight you for forever on that movie. At any rate, uh, um, I was thinking the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, that's also a really uh, yeah. good one. So let me let me stew on that. But we'll probably right. have three or four different We've options. We've got some options. Well, we can't overwhelm them. That's also right. too. Instagram only gives me two options for people to pick from. <laughs> so okay, so we'll have to boil it. We've down. We've got a couple of ideas. And uh, don't just vote for that. You should go out and vote. Period. period. Yeah. Please. Period. If you're going to go out and vote, if you're in New Hampshire, <laughs> make sure you vote for Jean Shaheen. Because she kept her jobs at the shipyard. <laughs> Trump wanted cuts. Uh, oh, my God. The oh Jean my Shaheen God. commercial. There is, all right, really quickly. There really is quick. a Jean Shaheen commercial 
here in New Hampshire saying, oh, Jean Shaheen for the people. She's here for the people. For the Senate, right? For She's the running Senate, for, yeah. yeah. So there's, and there's this guy that comes up who says, I'm going to try to get through it without laughing. She, oh, she kept, she protected our jobs at the shipyards when Trump wanted to do cuts. I can't do it. But it's, if Peter Griffin was a real life person. If Peter Griffin from Family Guy. didn't know came that to that's life. who he was. Oh my God. That's who this guy is. When he came on screen, I was like, holy shit, it's Peter <laughs> Griffin. He just, you just need to put glasses on it's him. It's insane. And he's done. It's insane. It's so at any rate, Anyways, vote for Gene Shaheen. Vote Gene Shaheen if you're in New Hampshire. If you're in New Hampshire. Uh, we can't tell you who to vote for for president, but come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, come on. Come on. Like. Is there really a choice here? I mean, really. Come on. Come on. Uh, so <laughs> have a plan. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, subscribe, like, share. Be sure to leave a review for leave us. Leave us a review. We want to hear from you. Um, Unless it's one star, then and remember go to, away. And then remember to, when you vote, be sure to don't take a selfie of your ballot because that's bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't that, do that. That can get you in a lot of trouble. Yep. But instead, take a picture of you either at the mailbox dropping off your ballot or at the ballot drop off dropping off your ballot. Yep. Or a picture of you with your I voted sticker. And yeah. you will be entered to win an item from our merch store. We have at least one person who's done it. We do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a vote looking, for Biden. Looking at you, Clara. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so please like, subscribe, share, and uh, we'll see you next week for our Halloween for our episode. Halloween episode. Bye. Bye.